Joining us on Truly Medicine is Karen Brown. Karen lives in Oklahoma and has had many mishaps in her life dealing with health issues. About five years ago, basal cell carcinoma stepped up to its turn with Karen. This has resulted in a partial removal from her scalp. Basal cell carcinoma is a type of skin cancer. It occurs most often on areas of the skin that are exposed to sun, such as your head or your neck. Now melanoma on top of her leg hasn't helped much, and Karen has been suffering through a battle with a bad vape issue this year. Karen, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for being on the show, Karen. Um, If you don't mind just kind of hopping on where James kind of left off and getting us started with your story. Well, as he said, it started on my head. Um, I started with a general practitioner, uh, so it was kind of old school to start off. Um, He removed it with a scalpel um, uh, behind my ear after my head. I had one behind my ear, and then after that, I went to a dermatologist. Um, I've had 10 um, uh, since speaking with James. Uh, I had five more in May, uh, so um, I've a redhead. I have skin issues, <laughs> so that's kind of common. Sure, sure. Um, and now, and I and I believe now, were you set up for a removal of one in May as well? Uh, yes. Uh, since we spoke uh, when you did your, uh, re- uh, your thing in, in the magazine, uh, I had the appointment, and I had three scheduled, but it ended up being five. There was an area on my lip uh, that I had to go back that uh, was not uh, officially removed, that I had to have removed, and then uh, there was four other areas. There was an area that I wasn't aware of that he had seen. So, and then the melanoma on my leg, uh, we are measuring. I think because of COVID, uh, we're watching it, as he says. So it uh, is growing, but we're not removing it as of now. Sure. So I think we're watching it. So removal of the scheduled three and then found more during that time. Yes, and I had an injury, and my skin, uh, anytime I have an injury where I have a tear in my skin, when I lay it back over, it causes cancer. So that's kind of a basal cell um, issue with me. Um, Because me being a redhead and my uh, type of skin issue, uh, anytime I have a tear uh, and I have to, uh, they can't uh, really stitch me. Uh, So that was going to be my next question is how they kind of mend you back together if it's actually causing an issue. I don't. <laughs> so <laughs> I was a nurse for a while. So, um, uh, and I helped patients with the issue that I have with my skin. So when I have that issue, I have to tend to it immediately so I know. And that's how I know that I have to go. You, so now, currently, do you know, do, does he give you like a total? 
as far as how many active that you have? Um, I know I have four active right now. Right. Uh, that I have to have removed, not counting the melanoma. Wow. Okay. And that's not counting my lung issue. Okay. So now tell us about your treatment and and how you're going along with this. Um, you know you're regularly visiting, of course you're regu- regularly visiting your doctor, but uh, how is he working, how are they working with you, your team, of course, um, with, the, with your use of cannabis in this situation? Well, I do have a good dermatologist. I was straight up front with him about that. Even my pulmonologist, I told him uh, straight up front that I was using RSO, both of them. Sure. They both went. And I, I told them both that if they weren't going to work with me on that, that I would find another doctor that would. So you didn't really leave, uh-huh. didn't really leave them any choice. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Hey, it's your body. I like I like the way you operate, Karen. There, I, you know, I, I've had a million conversations with a million of my patients, um, and at the end of the day, that's the one thing that I want them walking out knowing is that they're in control. It's you know, they're taking something home. They're the ones that have to go through this. They're the ones that are looking for hope or they're looking for answers or whatever it may be that day. But I think far too often, especially in the modern medicine world, that we forget that it's our body, and that sometimes that a doctor's prescription is a doctor's orders. Um, and I mean, so kudos to you, and I respect you for taking charge of you know something that you have to live with. So you're taking the bull by the horns. So. Um, I love hearing that. How, how did they react? Excuse me? How did they react? Well, sometimes they forget that it is our body. They have to be reminded of that. I mean, I, I worked in a hospital. I mean, they forget that sometimes, and you need to remind them. They, we pay them. Yeah. At the, I mean, at the end of the day, um, and I hate looking at it as a business model, um, but I'm also a realist and I understand that that's what it is too. Um, and you're absolutely right. Whether you want to look at me as a patient or a customer, um, I'm the one calling the shots here. A couple of years ago when I just had a few of these, it wasn't so bad, but they're coming quickly. Um, this is my body. Sure. So I get to determine how I want to treat it, not them. So, I mean, and now, I mean, when the lung thing happened, uh, 10 years ago, um, one doctor said I had emphysema. The other doctor told me it was COPD. So they don't even know. Sure. So see, uh, then when the vape issue happened and they couldn't even tell me the amount of damage, I mean, you know, <laughs> so you you were the the place where you were going to look for answers. You weren't getting them. Well, I finally I I got some answers, but I was a little bit not happy. I guess is what I want to say online <laughs> in front of the audience. So. <laughs> sure. Um, I have good, I'm pleased with my pulmonologist and my dermatologist are working with me. I'm breathing better. 
I'm medicating. I'm happy with what's happening. Mm -hmm. I'm uh, living well. <laughs> so, you know, I can't complain. So, and really, honestly, cancer is eating me on the inside and the out. But if it wasn't for cannabis, I wouldn't be living well. And I think I'm living well because of cannabis. And that's the God's honest truth. Now, along with, along with the cannabis, are there any other things that you've really completely changed? Or I'm sure that you've been forced to change some things in your diet and things like that, but can you talk a little more holistically? I haven't had sugar in my life for, uh, since January, it's been four years, so four and a half years. Um, because of inflammation um so yes i've changed a lot um pills took my little brother my nephew uh, and my best friend so that's why i am really strict about pills if i can do without them i will um i replace them with cannabis in every way um Cancer took a lot of my family, so um, I try to replace weed with any pill if I can. Right, and and I I you know I think you've seen both sides of the medical world. I mean, I think that you've seen what, you know, it's done to members of your family, and I think that you see some of those side effects. And you know, I. I hate looking at it like this, but I mean, you deal with issue after issue. So for someone like you, you could possibly be looking at something that you're dealing with for the rest of your life. Um, and as grim as that sounds, and I and I hate saying that, um, but we have to be realistic about our health. And this is something that you may be treating for the rest of your life. And I think, you know, that it is, if it is something that we have to do for the rest of our life, um, nine times out of ten, I hope it would come out of the ground. I, I, I hope it would be holistic. I hope it would be something that is manageable for, you know, hopefully in your case, another 50 years, Karen. Um, but I mean, I mean, I, I especially, you know, and this is something that I always tell people is, especially in instances like yours, where you are basically looking at, I'm going to be treating something or needing help medically from something for the rest of my life. Why would I use something that's going to kill or tear up another part of my body? Right. And I mean, you know, Karen, it sounds like that every time you go to the doctor, and I hate this for you, that you get kind of this surprise. I don't, I don't want you to hear any more surprises. I don't want you to be on pain meds and all of a sudden you start having liver issues or kidney issues. I mean, you have enough that you're dealing with that really you need something and you have something I hope and that I truly believe is strengthening your body and helping your body fight it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, well, 
I, I know I know Karen is a grower. I know that. She grows her own medicine, that's for sure. Which is one thing I love about 788. Yes. Is it gives her the ability to make her medicine in her backyard. Exactly. Yeah. And I so, that. yeah, what, what a wonderful feeling it is to be able to choose whether or not you can grow your own medicine out of your I'm, dirt. I'm so thankful and grateful for that. Well, and especially coming from someone that's had vape issues and not knowing where something comes from, I can only imagine the peace of mind that being able to look out your window and check on your babies every day gives you. I I mean, I, I get that because there's such a disconnect when we talk about processed products that are hitting the market, you know, and hoping keeping our fingers crossed that they're tested. I, I've said this since 788 was born. The best thing about it is actually putting that medicine in the hands of the people. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I, I'm someone, you know, that um, I, I've always been, I, I'm old school. I mean, you know, I, I, this, the cannabis industry is new to me as it is all of us here in Oklahoma. So some of these newer products are something that I'm not familiar with. It was nothing that I grew up with. And so it's scary initially just because I don't understand it. Um, and so it's, it can be even a bigger kind of fear as we go into this journey, um, with cannabis, if we don't understand those things. So I love that you're taking, like, again, taking your health by, you know, the bull by the horns, growing your medicine, being upfront with your doctors and letting them know that this is a regimen that you're going to be doing and they can either get on board or get off board. Um, you know, I know that this is something that you've been forced to do, Karen, but I mean, you know, James kept telling me I was going to fall in love with you whenever I talked to you. And I, I'm starting to see why, because I'm, I'm a grassroots person. I'm someone that believes in if you can do it yourself, don't ask somebody. Um, and I love the fact that you've taken your your health and, and your regiment, you know, in your own hands. Thank you. I've, I've pretty much had to, but I, I just, I'm, I'm, I was raised that way. I've pretty much had to, though, but I just decided I, I, that's what I was going to do, and that's what I did. So... So thank you very much. Well, so now and, and so and that, that brings me to my next question, because I love that I'm a big I'm a big believer in oils. I'm a big believer in tinctures and RSO and bypassing the stomach and the liver to hit that blood brain barrier. So we hold on to our meds a little better. Are you pro, are you are you making butters? Are you making oils? Are you doing this stuff at home as well? I make my own butter. Awesome. Um, now, do you? I, don't, I always use CBD. I believe if you mix it with CBD, it always works better. Whole plant medicine. You're speaking my language, yeah. sister. You are speaking. I, 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 I just think if you don't mix it with CBD, it isn't going to work. I just believe in mixing it with CBD. I, I completely agree. I, um, I'm a huge proponent of. I mean, CBD is where I start all my patients, especially if they have no experience with cannabis. Um, I believe in kind of waking up the endocannabinoidal system as opposed to shocking it. Um, so CBD is something that, you know, you're, you're preaching to the choir on that end. I mean, it's something that I truly believe in um, and I think is necessary. So is that all of the flour that you grow is CBD flour? No, no, no. Okay, okay. No. No. So when you are, do you pheno hunt and terp hunt on these strains? Do you pick specific strains? Are there just things that you run across? Are they specific to your treatment? Uh, no, 
I I am growing a nine pound hammer right now because it's specific to RSO. Sure. And um, I, you know, for autism, uh, so I am right now. Um, I'm kind of partial to Freak Show because I like it for its curiosity and mm-hmm. uh, I like, you know, just its odyssey, you know. Sure, sure. You've done your homework. I love it. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, so. I, I, I paint, I just do, you know, odd things. So just to keep me busy yeah the, the things that we call odd um it's it's kind of things that uh, you're, you're like i said you're speaking my language so on with that being said as far as um the, the cbd um and you doing that kind of research is this something that you're taking back to the doctors i mean are you when you say that they're on board with you is this a full on on board are they are they keeping journals about how much you're dosing and things like that is it some or is that more on your end i just told them that's where i was taken they never have even asked me how much gotcha isn't that odd? Right. That, that is pretty odd that um, they would ask you the the number of milligrams that, that you would take of a, uh, a over-the-counter um, heartburn medicine. But, right. <laughs> right. But they could care less about the dosage levels of a natural... Oh my lord! Don't go! Don't get me going. Yeah, yeah. James has had one of those days. You might get him fired up yes. today. <laughs> but and so. I found it odd myself being a doctor. Sure. Um, and now, with that being said, and you guys are—I mean, for lack of a better word, I guess—mapping um, some of these. Is that right? Just watching the growth of them. Uh-huh. So have we seen any stoppage, decrease, shrinkage, anything like that? Uh, no, my no. Okay. Hey, we haven't, I mean, hey. There's actually been a little change. That's why I thought I better go with this uh, rip on my skin and the bumps that came up. I figured I better go. That way he could go ahead and measure the melanoma. Sure. So I already made an appointment, but it's been so hard to get in. So, but I'm going before November. So. Gotcha. Well, and I mean, and just to let you know, I, I RSO is something I've used with several patients. I I believe in it wholeheartedly, topically and orally. Um, but I have had some different. I've had some different results with different strains. So I would love to talk to you sometime about maybe some different strains that, you know, maybe we could try down the road or something like that for sure. Oh, really? Because I've just been trying uh, the types that I have found. So sure, I would be very interested in hearing that. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I mean, we'll definitely touch base, but I, like I said, I love that. So where... On, on a daily, on a kind of a daily regimen, how do you start your day with cannabis? Are you starting it with just CBD? Do you just use your RSO at night? Can we kind of touch on a few of like, you know, kind of the dosing? Um, on my CBD, I use drops. Okay. Uh, and I do that in the morning and at night. Mm-hmm. On my RSO, I always do it at night. Sure. Before sure. I go to bed. Um, no THC usage during the day? Um, I do that. I always, I do uh, joints. I smoke doobies. <laughs> Old school. Uh, it, it, because of my uh, lungs, it is easier for me doing that. 
Yeah, and uh, strains that are high in apinine also are bronchiodilators, so they kind of expand the lungs and can actually be helpful with people with COPD and emphysema and asthma. So, you know, it's funny. People look at cannabis sometimes and they say, well, you can't smoke it because of lung issues. And I've got a ton of people I know that it actually helps their lung issues as long as they stay well, in those right strains. Exactly. I know that for a fact. Uh, I'm a living example because they put me on a nebulizer. James knows that. He took a picture of it. And uh, so since January, I'm living proof. Um, twice daily and uh, a bong uh, about killed me. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do anything for a good two months actually and so I barely even could do anything for a while and I tried a couple different things and uh, the only thing I could do is really do these. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, and I'm, I'm sitting here looking at this picture of you, uh, the picture that James has of you on the nebulizer. And, you know, that's something that I have always, I, I grew up with a good friend of mine that had really extreme, I mean, bad case of asthma. I mean, literally someone's cutting the yard across the street and he can't breathe. Um, so it's one of those things that I always heard people say, I, I, you can't smoke, you can't smoke. And it's like, well, I knew a 12-year-old boy that they hooked up to a machine and pumped vapors in his lungs for two hours a day. And that seemed to be okay when it was steroids. But, you know, it's funny that people are saying that you can't put vapor into your lungs when it comes to cannabis. And it was just one of those things that everything that I heard was so counterintuitive to things that I had seen. And I'm not talking that I had seen as an adult, that I had seen as a 12-year-old. <laughs> and and to me, it was just like, man, I th this is an argument I would have had with you when I was 30. This is an argument I would have had with you at 12. <laughs> so I, 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 lo I love that it is a natural. I mean, the way I look at it is a natural nebulizer, for lack of a better word, right? Oh, well, I can't even believe how I can breathe so much better. I And they told me I never would. And I said, okay, we'll see. And, and I really was so sad. I didn't, you know, and I even used that, uh, uh, the Moose Labs, you know, that has the filter in it. Sure. You know, and I didn't think I'd, but, yeah, I, I kept trying every once in a while. And sure enough, that's, that works fine for me. Yeah. Um, like I said, I, I know so I've got asthma patients that come in and they, they, they pick strains with high in apinine and they sit there and they've, I mean, I've even had them roll their eyes at me and then they come in the next day and they're like, um, what, what was that? What was that turpin again? I need to write it down. I need to write it down. And it's, I love those light bulb moments sure. I, I, with cannabis. I love those because, you know. It's not just you, it's not just me, it's not just James. We've all had those stigmas where no matter where they came from throughout our lives that it doesn't work for this or it's bad for that. And it's great to have those moments when it's like everything is relearned almost in an instant. Right. And it's a beautiful thing. We, uh, if I could touch, touch on that, um, we had an interesting one today, actually. Um, I myself, so it's not just you know new cannabis users. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's people that uh, anyway. Uh, you know, I keep getting headaches, but I love a certain strain, and uh, but it, it just messes with my allergies. And I I was like, there's no way I'm allergic to weed. I would not be able to survive. Please, please don't let that be the case. Right? <laughs> it's like, no. Well, the funny thing is, James starts talking about it, and we find out 
terpenaline. Yeah. That is in all the strains that he loves and in all the ones that gives him headaches. So now I got to figure that out. (laughs) So, but that's the thing that I love about it is, I mean, you know, especially with these Terp profiles, you get kind of a roadmap to what it's doing with us. Sure. And so we know, hey, let's pull a little bit back on this and let's add a little bit of this. And I mean, every strain is a different compound in a synergistic kind of. uh, Yeah. That's one that's peppery. No. No, uh, karyophylline um, is the peppery note. Um, terpenaline is actually kind of a, a smell. I mean, the most you, you, turpentine. Yeah. But it also goes to show why where maybe some of these headaches are coming from too for James. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but but you well, know, and, no, that, see, no. We can get into it all you want, but that's not what I taste. Um, but uh, but the point is is that now I can get rid of those headaches and figure out exactly how to still enjoy my medicine. So it's right. it's really interesting to go that route. Well, and two, I think even for someone like Karen, you know, when you look at the advancements in cannabis, which I liken to technology and cannabis, we wake up every day and there's something new. Um, um, and I, I love it for people like you, Karen, who, when they find out what's going to work for you, because I have it, I mean, I fingers, toes, everything crossed and all good vibes coming your way. And I'm going to help you with this, that when we find what's going to help you with this, I, I think it's, you know, cannabinoid isolation and terpene isolation, those things that are happening are big because if we can find what helps you, Karen, we can go and isolate those things. And then we can dose, you know, we can increase the milligrams in which you're taking. You know, sometimes when like, you know, these terpenes, if you think about it in James's case, such a small amount of terpenaline can cause him a headache. I mean, can we imagine what a great amount of it would do? Mm. Or if it was beneficial to him, what a great amount could do. As opposed to these trace amounts that are in flour, we... I'm just excited to see, and especially for people like you, Karen, you know, the advancements in this medicine that hopefully we can find what works for you and get some isolation and dial up those numbers and really go to work on this kind of stuff. And that's the kind of stuff that makes me excited, especially for people like you that, I mean, for you, it's, you're, you're learning something about you every day. Correct, because, I mean, think about it. Where would I be if we if we didn't have medical marijuana right now? Well, you'd probably... I'm so thankful. Get, well, engaging from the type of person you are, I think you'd still be growing it somewhere on your property. <laughs> I already... I mean, you know, that's one thing I wanted to actually mention, because I raised my kids doing this because I couldn't take antidepressants that they prescribed to me. Those things made me cold-hearted. Sure. Yeah. Not even human. I I couldn't even cry. There was no way I could take those things. I mean, you know, and and I don't know. It's a stigma these days Mm -hmm. for women raising children on medical marijuana. I just want to be an advocate for them because I did it years ago. And these moms these days, I just got to give them a hurrah. I mean, golly. They're fighting a battle right now. 
you know, they're, they're getting it from their family. I mean, I get it back when it was not even legal, at least they're, I mean, gosh. Yeah, I think for some people it actually, you know, I, 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 sometimes I think some of us looked at legalization or 788 or whichever state that you're in, that legalization or medical program as like the fix all. And in some people's lives, I think it actually created more problems um, because, you know, users or, you know, patients, whatever you want to call them, um, were kind of under the radar. And then when they were proud of what they were doing or they were medicating or things were helping and they were vocal about it, guess what? Cancel culture steps in and now mom don't want to talk to you. So, so I mean, I, I, I get that. And again, I that's why I applaud people like you because you did the right thing because really, in all honesty, what the antidepressants did was take, you know, it had a negative effect on you, but it also had a negative effect on your children. Yeah, so, it, 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 I couldn't take those. Uh, I think pills have a, a different effect on me than maybe it, it does on a lot of people is what maybe my problem is. I know pills affect people differently, and I, I was one of those that, that back then they called them baby blues. I think now they call them postpartum depression is what it is, but mm-hmm. I know when they gave them to me, it made me, uh, I couldn't even cry. I was so cold, and uh, it made me not myself. I, I couldn't handle it, and I knew I couldn't take them, and I, when I got, I just had to smoke and I did it away from my kids. I never did it in front of my kids. There's a way you can do it, but I'm just saying oh, you can do it well, as a mom. Sure, and you were present as a mom. Um, yeah, always. You know, we, t- we touched on this last show. I mean, cannabis users are not they're not these fleeing stoners that everyone makes them out to be. They're very present and in the moment. Um, well, some are. <laughs> right. And, and, and sometimes, I mean, you know, uh, a delayed answer is just thought. Right. Sure. It's and not. I was a lot better mom than what I would have been on those pills. That's right. And a lot better mom than, like, what I heard on Sammy's show, like, you guys, sobriety, like what you're talking about. I am from a family of alcoholics, and I'm, I'm just saying I was a lot better mom when I was at the point when I thought I couldn't take any more to go to the shed. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And come back and say, okay, it's time for dinner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you and, know? And that's one, that's one thing that I see that's skipped out on the conversation as well. Because a lot of us are, we're leaning on this, okay, we're leaning on the, the financial part of it or we're leaning on the you know the med like the medical issues that other medic medicines could cause right right well, what about the actual feeling the actual living the actual grasping of happiness right and wanting to be here and present rather than being absent on those other medications like you're talking about and i think that that needs to be pointed out very clearly that that is an issue oh sure because like she said she i mean they took her from all she wanted to do was be happy and they took her into a void she was nothing exactly 
So we're, we are essentially without knowing it. Uh, hopefully we don't know it. We're right. just setting ourselves up in a, into a cage. You right. Know? So anyway. Well, and not just that, but I mean, on the addictive side of it, you, that's exactly what you're doing. And that's, that's and that part's not even a choice. Um, that's, I mean, you know, say someone does see, receive benefits from a prescribed medicine. And I'm not saying that there, there aren't medicines out there that help because modern medicine is, it is amazing. And I, you know, I don't want anyone to take it as I'm bashing it, Yeah. but, but what I'm saying is that sometimes when something works too good, it works too good. (laughs) And that's why we don't like to quit taking it, you know, especially when we talk about opioids and things like that. There's, I mean, there, of course there are we need modern medicine sure i i mean that's my opinion I, I, now the overuse of it or the over prescription or the business it, model or the of business it. model of it that's what i'm talking about right. and then if we could just look at that and flip that and actually look at happiness or true health care and look at what's going on in the world and people are turning within and realizing that Priorities are different now. Right. Right? Sure. Self matters. And so that needs to be a large part of the discussion. I don't know why we always have to flip back to money. Well, no, I do know why we always have to, but it's sad that we do. Right. Well, and, and again, that's why I, you know, earlier, Karen, that's why I was patting you on the back because I love that that status quo was the first thing you went in and bucked was that, you know, this is my body, this is the regiment, this is the research that I've done. I'm more than happy to listen to the research that you've done, but Karen's the one walking out of here taking medicines today, so Karen's going to be deciding which medicines they are. Exactly. So that, I mean, and, you know, I I always try in, in, in... I think in any conversation that James and I have, I try to like put cherry pick this uh, message, I guess. And to me, that's really what I didn't think I would pull from your story, Karen. And I did pull from your story um, is that you walked in from day one and you were like, guess what? Karen's here to let everybody know how Karen's going to handle this. And I'd appreciate some help from you doctors. And that is something that I, to me, I'm still kind of, my jaw's hitting the floor well, because inspiring. it doesn't happen enough. It's Absolutely. inspiring is what it is. And it should inspire other people to be able to look at themselves and be able to empower themselves and educate themselves and learn the all, all of the ways. I mean, not just one way. I mean, we're not pushing j- only cannabis, but I'm, we're saying that th- there needs to be a choice. Sure. I need to really get off my soapbox. <laughs> you need to start asking for second opinions because people are not doing that enough. Uh, yes, I, I, I agree. Um, and I and honestly, and that's why earlier when I asked you, Karen, is how much they were actually taking into consideration the regiment that you had set up for yourself, because that's even something I would like to see a little more of. The conversation from the medical side of the world, you know, well, I... I consider myself part of the medical side of the world, but um, the the modern meta, medical side of the world, I would like to hear that conversation on both sides. I don't, I, I've heard a million times, you know, people that even are using opioids, say post-surgery, not issues with them or anything like that. They come in and they are taking pain, man. You know, they are taking pain pills because they're in pain. But how much cannabis is li- basically drawing out the life of that pain medicine for them so they're taking less of it 
So why can't we talk about these things? You know, cannabis is all about synergy within itself, but I think people a lot of the times forget it's synergy with things around it. Right. Other foods that we eat, other medicines that we're on, it's not just about cannabis. And sometimes that's the other thing that people take away from this is, is cannabis just your cure-all? Yeah, it's not a magic pill. It's not a magic pill, folks. But man, it makes everything else work a lot better. (laughs) Well, it helps. But it's, it's not a magic pill. Sure. And those people, you will hear the, that, by the way, from the opposite side, from the other side. Oh, you guys think that you got the magic pill. Just wait. It's going to go off. It's, it's snake oil, you know, whatever. You'll hear it, guys. You'll hear it. Right. Okay? But. It's, it's part of the, the stigma. Right. And unfortunately, a lot of times you don't see people kind of listening to the other side until they have to. Um, people that are in Karen, you know, Karen, that, that end up in your situation. That's nine times out of 10 where I, and I hate this, um, my diehard people that were never, ever's not going to be me. I don't care what you call it, medicine. And then all of a sudden something bad happens. And when I say bad, I mean really bad. Um, and they go and they do a chemo treatment and it turns their insides on fire. Um, so unfortunately, sometimes it, it is a, a, a large push that gets people to at least look at that side of it. And I hate that, but I think that goes back to that stigma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, that's why, and I said it in the last episode, I'll say it in this one. I love Canna Warriors like Karen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking Karen to my next doctor's appointment. Do your own research. You can't just take what someone tells you. You know, you have to do research. Sure. You gotta know your own body too. And and that's the other thing too. I mean, there's a million things that you know. You know, we touched on James's the terpenaline thing earlier. I have no issue with that. Cannabis is. I mean, you know, we're all built completely different. We yes, we have those. You know, we have the circulatory system and the ECS and the cardiovascular system. We're all built with that, but we are built differently. And every strain and every method and regimen is different for every single person. Yeah, because, you know, even RSO, if you're not careful with it, if you take it even every night, it can really lower your blood pressure. Absolutely. I don't want to talk about on this, but you really have to be careful with that. Um, mine got 90 over 54 just from not being careful over it. So I really have to be careful with it myself. Sure. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, just coming from medical background myself, I mean, I retired from DLO uh, doing phlebotomy. So I'm just saying, you really have to be careful. Mm-hmm. You have to monitor. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, and and not there's there's a, a million different scenarios too for that. I mean, even as pa- patients get up in age, cannabis can increasingly cause dizziness. So as they get older, those dosages need to come down. It's not a it's and, and you're exactly right. And I love the fact that you say that because sometimes we also get that. And I hate using this word over and over stigma that we that cannabis users use it haphazardly. And I don't think that's the case in most people who medicate. And, you know, that is something that, I mean, I, when I talk to a patient, I'm taking age into consideration, how much use they've have, had in their life. I want to know what those side effects are because you're right. I mean, if I've got an 80-year-old man treating himself at home with nobody, that man does not need to get dizzy and fall down in the middle of the night. Yeah, that's not safe. Or while they're driving. Or, sure. 
when I see somebody opening their mouth and taking a whole syringe of that and dropping a whole syringe in their mouth, it kind of makes me cringe a little bit. I, and you know? is that supposed to be um, cool? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... It, uh, uh, I'm, uh, I, I, to each his own, but come on. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what they're treating there, so I'm, I'm not going to name names here. Sure. I, you know, I don't know what kind of pain they're in. I'm just saying myself, i got to watch it myself because I'm barely 114. I'm 4 foot 11. So myself, I have to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it'll floor you. Um, and and honestly, a half a syringe is flooring anyone. I mean, you know, that's it. I, I, I hate to see that, but I'm, I'm like you. I don't know what that person's dealing with or what they're treating. So, I mean, you know, there there may be a reason to take half. Unless you're me and you're on week five. Right. <laughs> your treatment. Well, that's true. You know, uh, I mean, because they do. I mean, in some cancers, I mean, they ask that you take a gram a day. Yeah, I mean, I worked up to that, but it took a while to, yeah. to get up to that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That lost me a week. Yeah, but, and see, and I, I have I have a former patient who um, had um, myeloma, and he's completely cancer-free, and he was taking a gram a night. Oh, my gosh. But like James said, they were working up to it. You, Yeah, you, you def, I definitely worked up well, to it. Well, using other medication with that, I can understand that because, see, there we were, I mean, at some of the RSO classes, if they're taking pain medication with that, sure. I can totally understand that. Yeah, there, there's a there's a program in Washington State, actually. It's a it, It's for people who are addicted to opioids and but it's an rso treatment so they basically bring these people in they they show them how to make rso they treat them with rso and it is heavy doses and then they in turn teach them to make it for the next incoming group of addicts i i love that program but you're exactly right when i saw the videos of some of the treatments they they give it to them um you know on caramels and things like that just something to kind of mask that bitter taste but they were putting huge huge amounts of it on there but some of these people were literally taking you know 10 15 20 oxycontins a day yeah. You know, when I had my shoulder, I had a, a rotator cuff uh, surgery, and when they did mine, I, I refused to take Oxycontin because that's what killed my nephew. And I, I just have a problem with any kind of, you know, medication like that. I just am scared to death of it. And <laughs> I just I refused to. I, I went through the pain. Do, uh, did you treat with cannabis at all? Yes. <laughs> alternative method you're sit. i mean really when we come down to it you're sitting here talking to us today you're still treating yourself with cannabis you didn't die from shoulder surgery you didn't die from not taking those pain meds you know you managed it. you you're tough 
you dealt with it. You did what was best for Karen, or at least what you thought was best for Karen. And you're still here to talk about it. And I love that side of the story because so many people just think that they have the one option. And that's more than anything what me and James wanted to set this podcast up for was to learn to learn with the patient, but was to show that other option, that holistic option that we all have an ECS that actually knows how to process this stuff with. Mm-hmm. Well, if they can use that to get people uh, off pills uh, like that, that is great. Oh, when I saw that program on it, I, I literally, it was one of those, again, those light bulb moments and my skin had goosebumps and almost in tears just because they basically all they used were concentrates and RSO concentrates for fast acting something that they could smoke for those cravings and that RSO to basically help them with those withdrawals those first couple days but them the, the program showing them how to make it and how to return that favor was a big thing for me was I've always been a believer that the only way that you truly know something is if you can teach it and I love that that's their method, that you're, you're not going to receive help here unless you're willing to give that help back before you leave. And, and to me, that, that speaks a lot. I know I'm biased, but it speaks a lot to that to me is what the cannabis community is. It's not so much take, take, take. It's how can we help each other? Yeah. You know, we, we all come to this for the most part, especially if we, we recognize ourselves as patients. We all come from that common place of is there something that can help me? You know, we're looking for an answer. So to me, we all collectively kind of start off on that journey together. So I, I that's why I love my cannabis community. So I do, too. And I, I'm, I always just want to help in any way I can. I mean, that's what I think we're, we're here to do. Right. Um, well, Karen, um, is there is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners that may that you think that may help them? Um, no, I think we covered quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, we did. We, we 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 actually had a very 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 nice talk here, and I really again very much appreciate you coming on with us. And uh, thank thank you you for your inspiration. Well, thank you. Thank both of you. Absolutely, Karen. Thank you again. I I know I said it earlier, um, but thank you for being a Canna Warrior. This is something that I know that James and I wake up every day and that we're passionate about. um, And I know that you don't see what we're doing every day and we don't see what you're doing every day. But thank you for doing what you're doing because, like I said, I think that we're all in this together. And that's why I love my cannabis community. And thank you for being on the show and sharing your story. Thank you so much, Karen, for sharing. And to our listeners, if you feel that Truly Medicine podcast is something that would benefit others, if you would consider the possibility of changing someone's life that may be in need, please share our podcast. This podcast is for the patient. This podcast is for information purposes only and should not be considered medical advice.